Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, riding solo for a massive Wednesday card. It's February 16th. We have 11 games to talk about. There's no wasting time tonight. We're going to jump right into things in just a moment. But boy, boy, am I going to have my hands full. Looking forward to this slate. A little bit big compared to the ones I normally love and like. Uh, I told you guys my wheelhouse is normally between that six to eight, nine game range is usually where I'll I'll probably put a little bit more into the tank. Uh, But 11 games, still a lot of teams on back to back. So we're going to have some news to talk about, things to monitor, uh, a lot of that sort of good stuff. But just want to give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Thrive Fantasy Guys. Come prop up with us over there this NBA season. Thrive is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 of 20 available player prop bets to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fancy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of a prize pool. Thrive is over 50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly for the NBA right? and has awarded over $6 million so far. So, Use that promo code ETHOS when you sign up, and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. You can download Thrive in the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop today. All right. We got 11 games to dive into. Needless to say, buckle up. First game of the night, Atlanta Hawks traveling to Orlando. Taking on the Magic. Hawks on the second half of a back-to-back, so we are not going to have their injury report, but as we can expect and assume, we're going to see John Collins remain out. But Ball Ball, Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Wagner all out for the Magic. Now, at the time of recording this, there's a decent chance that we don't have most, if not many of the game lines. This one is included. Uh, We do not have this one just yet, so we're going to have to keep our eyes out for those. But we'll start off here with the Hawks. And it's quite simple for me. Uh, I think Trey Young's underpriced. Do I end up falling on Trey Young? Probably not. I think there's a lot of guards, obviously, 11 games to talk about, 22 teams, a lot of guards that we could talk about. So he's probably not going to be one of my top, but I wouldn't fault you if he is. Uh, I'm probably just going to go back to the well here. Danilo Gallinari at 4,600, started in place. This is going to probably be the third uh, third game in a row he started for Collins. Uh, having a great game tonight, uh, game prior, a little bit of a mediocre one. He's going to be up and down, but... At 4,600, he has the upside to easily return 30 to 35 DK points. And I have no issues looking at him. I expect him to play probably somewhere close to mid-20s to low 30 minutes max. Probably better off thinking about that mid-20s range just to be safe. But we get a nice concrete floor of about 20 DK points. And the upside of anywhere between 30 and 35 is what I imagine. So, you know, at this price tag of 4,600, probably one of my favorite plays to look at on this Hawks team. Outside of him. Capella feels underpriced, but we're starting to finally see those minutes rise. Now, it is a back-to-back, which worries me ever so slightly. But at 5,300, he's just a little too cheap. Uh, By a little too cheap, I mean, if he's playing 30 minutes, he should be 7K. Now, is he playing 30 guaranteed minutes? No. But at 5,300, even if he plays 25, he can easily return that price tag of 5X. We want more than 5X, especially on an 11-game slate. There's going to be some high scores. Uh, But... Like I said, you you have that 30-point upside. They're going against a team that likes to play big with Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter Jr. I don't mind taking some stabs at him. On the Orlando side of the ball, you guys know what I'm going to say. Point guards going against Trey Young is something I'd love to target. Now, Cole Anthony is a little different. 
because he's been a little up and down as of late. We haven't seen consistent, you know, usage, consistent minutes. It's granted, it's a point guard against Trey Young. So I'm keeping him in my player pool. He's averaging 36 DK points against the Hawks this season. So we know he's been able to get it done. Uh, and he's been getting it done on, you know, solid shooting, 42%, which is right around where he's averaging for the season. And he's always got the upside. We know he's, he has that 40 to 50 point upside. We haven't seen it in quite some time, but it's there. And if it's going to be unlocked, it could easily be this game. And as we've been talking about over the past few weeks, you know, Mobamba continues to be underpriced, but I don't trust him at this point. And I think Franz Wagner is a little underpriced as well at 5,700. He's a guy I don't mind taking a stab at, but I think I'd rather play Gallinari on the other side of the ball for about $1,000 cheaper. Next game, Detroit Pistons traveling to Boston, taking on the Celtics. Celtics on the second half of a back-to-back. They are absolutely stomping out the Sixers as we speak. And then for the Pistons, Luca Garza, Frank Jackson, Saban Lee, Isaiah Livers, Jamarco Pickett, and Chris Smith have all been ruled out. Looking at the Vegas total for this one, we do not have. Oh, I lied. 214.5. Boston being favored by 13 points. Line will probably likely shift a little bit. We'll start off here with the Pistons. They're finally pretty much back to what looks to be full health. Uh, only guy I really have any concern with over here, or I guess interest in, would probably be Marvin Bagley at 3,600. This game could easily get out of hand. So depending on how you're game scripting it, whether it gets out of hand, he'll probably play more minutes. If he stays close, probably play like low 20s. He could easily return that 3,600. So I think he's a rock-solid value if you want to take a look over there. For the Boston side of the ball, we got to keep an eye on this game because Marcus Smart did get hurt. Uh, odds of him actually returning in this one seems doubtful. Uh, it looks like it was a pretty rough injury for him. With a that sprained right ankle, I imagine Derek White draws a start for him. Pritchard probably sees a few extra minutes. Now, I love Derek White. I love playing him. Uh, I want to play him, especially if he draws a start. Fifty-eight hundred is way too cheap for him if he draws a start. Just be careful because this game gets out of hand. It doesn't matter who starts; his minutes are going to be limited. It's just that simple. So he's a guy that I expect to be fairly chalky just because of the, him starting, and it may be worth warranting a fade just based on GPPs and ownership and the game being able to get out of hand. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to completely fade him. I'm not saying he's bad play. But if we kind of get that feeling that his ownership is going to be high and we see the, the scenario of this game getting out of hand, I mean, Vegas does, 13-point spread, then it might warrant that fade. So he's the only guy in Boston I'm really interested in. And again, I think Pritchard maybe comes into play a little bit if you're playing multiple lineups and stuff like that. Third game, Washington Wizards traveling to Indiana, taking on the Pacers. We have the Pacers on the second half of a back-to-back. But for Washington, Beal, Gafford, Chris Stapps all rolled out. Rui is questionable. Really looking forward to this game for fantasy purposes. I think there's going to be a lot of good action and a lot of good guys that we can take advantage of. So we'll start off here with the Washington Wizards. Raul Neto continues to start. Continues to play high 20 minutes at 4,700. It'll be in play for me. Now, obviously, as his price tag continues to climb, he was at 44 in that last one, 43 in the game before. We're starting to lose a little bit of value. But as long as he's playing those high 20 minutes, he has a decent chance. You probably heard me say it on the last show, then the last slate that he played, to return these high steel games. He had four in that game. I had shares of him. He doesn't need to score a whole lot. He'll chip in a couple boards and a couple assists. But as long as he's, you know, Playing 28 minutes, he's got a little bit of an elevated floor because of his defensive capabilities. Uh, so he's certainly in play for me. I don't love paying that $8,600 price tag for Kuzma. He 
didn't pay it off in that last one. Even if he does, it's usually not going to be by much. I mean, you really need him to get close to 50 DK points at that price tag uh, on an 11-game slate. So I'll probably just leave myself with some Neto, a little bit of Avdija. Just that simple. As long as he's playing 30-plus minutes at 4,800, he's a solid value as well. Great return on that in the last one. Uh, and I haven't been on the Kispert bandwagon. Worked for me in that last game. Back down to a dud. And I don't think I'm going to be on it in this one. I'll keep fading it. I'm just going to be looking at those two guys between Neto and between Avdija. Ishmith still playing around that 20 minutes mark. So need him to play a little bit more. He is the better point per minute producer than Neto. It's just we need to make sure he is getting those extra minutes. Now, the real action is going to be on Indiana. I think this is going to be a lot, a lot of people going to Indiana, and I will be one of those. Halliburton, it is probably going to be one of my favorite plays on the slate, 8,400. I don't care if it's a back-to-back. This dude is just taking control of this team, grabbing it by the horns. Uh, he's been putting up just routinely big games, big assist games, solid rebounding games. He's getting more shot attempts than he ever was on Sacramento. We know the defense is always there with the steals and the blocks. So sign me up, Halliburton. Probably going to be my favorite expensive play of the day. Uh, I'll go back to the well and Brissett. Brissett's having a terrible game in this one. I don't mind it. With the role he has, he's going to continue to play big minutes. Now, granted, Jalen Smith has drawn the start, and that may be what we see again tonight. So if Jalen Smith starts again, got himself into a little bit of foul trouble tonight, uh, I could certainly see myself going there, and he is much cheaper than Brissett. Now, I don't think Brissett is going to draw much of any ownership, just being honest here. I think after the bad game and with Jalen Smith being so much cheaper that Brissett makes for a better tournament play. But at 5600 you can easily pay that price tag off. But, I mean, it's tough to avoid Jalen Smith either if he's going to draw the start and play similar minutes at 3900 So those are the three guys I have the most interest in, and I will be playing plenty of shares of all three of them. Fourth game of the night, Brooklyn Nets traveling to New York. Well, I guess it's not really traveling. Uh, but they're going to the Garden, leaving the Barclays, going to the Garden, taking on the Knicks. For the injury report, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, all out. Uh, for the Knicks, R.J. Barrett, Nolan's Noel, Derek Rose, all ruled out as well. We do not have a game total. We do not have a spread for this one. Start off here with Brooklyn. No Kyrie. That means we're firing up some of these guards. Seth Curry. Cam Thomas, both these guys at that $56, $5,700 price range, certainly in play. As I mentioned, though, with Seth Curry now being back, we're probably going to see a little bit of the shine come off of Cam Thomas. I played a ton of Seth Curry against Sacramento. Don't mind going back to the well with him here. And then Andre Drummond drew the start in his first debut game, only played 24 minutes. There's other centers available. We know that Aldridge, um, Aldridge is going to get a little chunk of the minutes. But at 5800 even in 25 minutes, I don't mind taking stabs at him. He could easily pay that off, so... Those would be the three guys I am the most interested in, and I would rank them in order of Seth, Drummond, Cam. But it's pretty close between those. On the Knicks side of the ball, should be a relatively, I don't want to say it's a cakewalk matchup because the Knicks, Knicks are pretty bad. Uh, you know, basically losing to that OKC team with a bunch of backups, went to overtime. Julius Randle came out, triple-doubled, had a big game. And Randle's been playing absolutely fantastic. There's no doubt about it. He's been playing with the highest usage on the team. Kind of looking like the Randle of last season that we saw. And for a period of time this season, it just wasn't there. 9700 is a it's a lofty price tag to pay, nonetheless. It's definitely expensive. Uh, there's a lot of guys in that range you can easily go to. But, I mean, I prefer him over Tatum. Uh, but once you start div- drifting up to the guys over 10K, which he's pretty close to, you know, I prefer Murray over him. I prefer DeRozan over him. I prefer Jokic over him. 
I probably I think Trey Young's probably pretty close. I think Randall's probably a little bit safer than Trey. And I also think I prefer Siakam over him. So I don't see myself landing on him terrible, terribly much. But I wouldn't fall so if you wanted to. If you wanted to get some exposure on the other side of the ball, I think Randall's a great option to do so. Uh, nonetheless, we do have some other options that we could look at. I'm staying away from Kemba Walker at 4,600. Uh, but Quentin Grimes, shout out to Harris, his boy. Back-to-back 35 DK point games. Taking advantage of some shot attempts and some usage. 4,100. Probably the guy I'd be looking to run it back with if anybody. Next game, Sacramento Kings traveling to Chicago. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We'll look at the injury report. For the Bulls. Lonzo Ball. Alex Caruso. Tyler Cook. Zach Levine. Patrick Williams all ruled out. Javante Green is questionable. Terrence Davis has been ruled out. Jeremy Lamb is questionable for the Kings. Now, Kings, some decent options. I think Sabonis is way too cheap. Now, we haven't seen one of those big blow-up games from Sabonis. They got just torched by the, by the Nets in that last one. Really limited his game. I'm not letting that scare me off. I think Sabonis for that AK range. I mean, I want a little bit of him, Halliburton. Give me the two guys that were just traded. Uh, he played well against Chicago in two games or three games earlier in the season. Where he averaged almost 14 rebounds, 20 points against him. And granted, it was a different team, but now he's got a better chance of even more, getting more rebounds now with basically being the primary center. It's one of the times I love Sabonis the most when he was on Indiana is when Miles Turner was out, and I knew he was starting at center. This price tag is just too cheap. Sign me up. Uh, Sabonis, one of my favorite plays. Don't be surprised if I mention him and Halliburton later uh, in that top-tier category. I'll probably lay off of Fox at 8200 I think I'd rather play Halliburton for a couple hundred dollars more. And if you need a couple of these dart throws, uh, you can take stabs at guys like DiVincenzo. But the whole guard rotation over there, it's going to be jumbled up. It's going to be tough. Nothing that we could be consistent and confident in. So, for the most part, I'll probably just end up on Sabonis. On the Chicago side of the ball. DeRozan's ready to make history. Uh, this dude has just been scoring in bunches. A 10-4, though, I'll take a pass. Um, could he do it? Absolutely. Would it be shocked if he does it? Not one bit. I'll just probably continue to play guys like AO and Kobe White. Just, But we're not even really getting great discounts on these guys. I think they're both priced appropriately. Uh, if anything, I'd probably lean a little bit more Kobe. We've been seeing a little bit more of a ceiling and scoring capability. He's been knocking down threes at an absurd rate, which I don't necessarily expect to last. 83%, 67%, and 60% over the past three games. It's probably going to come back down to earth more than the 30% range, 40%. So feels like a little bit of a chase game, but he'd probably be the guy I'm looking at the most. Next game, sixth game of the night, Portland Trailblazers traveling to Memphis, taking on the Grizzlies here. Grizzlies on the second half of a back-to-back, so no injury report, but we know John Morant sat out with that ankle injury. And then for Portland, Bledsoe, Ingles, Keon Johnson, Lillard, Nasir Little, Didi Luizita, and Dennis Smith Jr. have all already been ruled out. This game does not have a game total. It does not have a spread. We'll start off here with Portland. It's going to be the usual suspects for me. Uh, it's going to be Josh Hart, Justice Winslow. I think these guys are starting to get up there in price. Hart coming in at 6,900, but this isn't the same Hart that we're used to seeing over in New Orleans. He is having usage. 16 shots, 12 shots over the past two games. He's scoring. He's taking threes, and he's knocking them down in an elite clip over the past two games, over 50% in both those games. Uh, He's always going to be a candidate for getting those big rebounding games. So 6,900 is probably my favorite play. I prefer him over Simons for Simons being $1,000 more. Don't think Simons is necessarily a bad play because while we're talking about usage – uh, this dude's taken pretty much 20 shots a game over the past three. 
So I just prefer Hart for the discount. We're getting $1,000 cheaper. Then Winslow, kind of uh, reinvigorating his career over here. Playing pretty much primarily power forward, and they have yet to give him power forward eligibility on DraftKings. Don't know why they do it. Don't know why they always have to lag behind a little bit. Nonetheless, at 6K, he's another option going against his former team that I do not mind looking at. Uh, coming in, just basically taking double-digit shot attempts over the past four games and has yet to have a game with less than 30 DK points. On the Memphis side of the ball, if John Morant's out, it's Tyus Jones, it's Desmond Bain. Those two guys, no issues looking at both of them. They would be my two primary options I'm interested in. Obviously, Jaron Jackson gets a little bit of boost in usage as well. Wouldn't fault you for wanting to go there one bit. He's a little up and down. 7,100 is a very, very, very fair price tag. Uh, if anything, it should probably be a little bit higher. I mean, this dude's going for Defensive Player of the Year, so especially if you're playing on FanDuel, where they give you three points for your blocks and three points for your steals, just knowing he has the capability of blocking five shots in one game changes slates over there. So always know your format. Know your what games you're playing. Uh, FanDuel, you're always going to be looking at these guys that have a little bit of defensive upside. But uh, to, as of tonight, he's having himself a great game already with a whole quarter left. Right now he's got 17.6 boards. But it's mostly going to be Tyus. Bain's having a little bit of a struggle game. Would be a nice bounce-back spot for him. I uh, don't think I'll be necessarily chasing DeAnthony Melton, but I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to go there one bit. We just know that he could be rocky. He could be up and down. Uh, but it's a very fair price tag for Melton. 4900 I don't mind it. So Bain, Melton, Tyus even a little bit of Jackson. I think with John Morant sitting out, if he does, keep an eye on it. If he does, it just opens up so much for everybody else around him because of his usage. Fifth, uh, I'm sorry, five games left. Toronto Raptors traveling to Minnesota, taking on the Timberwolves here. We have the Timberwolves on the second half of a back-to-back. Anthony Edwards did get hurt in this one. I'd be shocked to see if he plays. But for the Raptors, Van Vliet, questionable, dealing with that right knee soreness, being one to be concerned with. We do not have a game total. We do not have a spread. We'll start off here with the Raptors. It's really just going to come down to whether or not Van Vliet plays or whether or not Van Vliet sits. Um, Dealing with that right knee soreness, I mean, obviously, I think Gary Trent Jr. draws a start, gets a big bump. They move Siakam down to the four. He gets a big bump in usage. Those would be the two guys I'm the most interested in. But now we're also starting to see Scotty Barnes and OG's price tags really start to dip to a point where – it's easy to consider them. I mean, Scotty Barnes down from 67 to 59. It's not very often you see a guy get an $800 price decrease. Not much has changed in his role, especially if Van Vliet sits. And the same thing can be said for OG. Uh, his last game, he was 6,400. Now he's 6K. The game prior to that, though, he was 73. And he's coming off of a real stinker of a game, but it was also a complete blowout. But for the most part, I'm still going to lean on Siakam and still lean on Gary Trent Jr. as my top plays over there. Now, Minnesota, I think Russell coming in at 74. Not the greatest of spots, but, I mean, no Ant Edwards means a ton of usage goes around. So I'll be looking at Edwards. I'll be looking at Patrick Beverly. I'll be looking at Malik Beasley. Those three guys get the biggest bumps with them out. Carl Anthony Towns' usage pretty much stays the same. There's no doubt about it. And it wouldn't even shock me if we end up seeing a little bit more of Torian Prince. We were seeing him get some extra run in the past, and he was actually capitalizing with it. So keep your eye on the starting lineup. But we just already know that Russell and Beverly both have premier roles on this team. Beverly just signed a one-year extension for $13 million, so they plan on keeping him around. Beasley I have a little less faith in. Plays a little bit more of the two than he would the three. So if anything, I think we might end up seeing a guy like Torian Prince draw the start, and at 4K, he would certainly be in play for me as a value play. Four games left. San Antonio Spurs traveling to OKC, taking on the Thunder here. We'll start off here with the injury report. OKC, Dort, Shea, Ty Jerome, Muscala, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, Kenrich Williams all rolled out. Uh, pure tank mode. 
And then for the Spurs, Dragic was bought out. Trey Jones is doubtful. Delante, he is out as well. No injury report. No ga- I mean, I'm sorry. No game total. No spread. Dejounte Murray, 11K. Sign me up. I'm good with it. I'm spending over that 10K range. It's probably going to be on Dejounte. That's simple. I mean, we haven't seen that upside in that last game, but on a bad game, if you're going to get me 50 DK points almost, I'm good with that. He's averaging 54 against his team this season, 53 and a half, with one rebound shy of a triple-double in two games against him. Sign me up. This is going to be a cakewalk matchup. Both teams aren't the greatest, so I don't expect it to be a blowout by much if it is. Uh, so sign me up. I think DeJounte Murray is an absolutely fantastic play. Devin Vassell finally over that 5K mark. Didn't play more than 24 minutes in that last one. Game got out of hand. Don't mind going back to the well for a guy that put up 30 DK points three of the previous games prior to the last stinker and a blowout. Good with that one. Those are probably the two primary guys I'm looking at. Never mind it if you want to look up Jakob. Very consistent, but 7K, I think we have better options. On the OKC side of the ball, Giddy priced up now at 8300 Coming off of one of his best games of the season and his young career, a 28-point triple-double where he put up 64 DK points. I'm not chasing it. I'll let others do that. No, thank you. Uh, and then Baisley coming in at 6,500, and he's just been consistent. 40 points in three straight games. I'm good with some Baisley. I mean, it looks like his role is here to stay. As long as all these other guys are out, the usage will remain. So I think for the most part, I'll be looking at Baisley, and I'll be looking at Trey Mann at 4,900. Trey Mann, another guy who's going to be drawn to the start, taking consistent shot attempts. There's not many guys on this team that can actually score the ball outside of those two in Giddy. So I'll go with the two cheap options in Baisley and Trey Mann. Next game, Houston Rockets traveling to Phoenix, taking on the Suns. For the Rockets, Usman Garuba ruled out. Suns, no injury report, second half of back-to-back. Uh, we do not have a game total. We do not have a spread. Uh, actually, we do. I'm sorry. It's 234. Phoenix favored by 15.5 points, and that's going to tell you all you need to know. Uh, I'm not playing anybody in this game. Big hard pass for me. We've got to make some decisions at some point and cross some games off on 11-game slate. Can't play everybody. And if there's one game I could feel extremely confident in being a blowout, I would say it is this one. So see you later. Both teams crossing you off. Don't even really need to jump into the Phoenix aspect of things. It's just no, no, thank you. I'm all set. Next game, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Denver Nuggets traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors, the first game of the late game action. Two games that start at the same exact time. For the Nuggets, Monte Morris is questionable. Zeke Naji. Is questionable. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. remain out. And then for the Warriors, Draymond, Iguodala, James Wiseman, Kendrick Weatherspoon have all been ruled out as well. 224 game total. The Golden State is favored by six points here. I'll never mind the Jokic. If you want to look, I was going to say the Joker and Jokic combined. But never mind Jokic. Uh, put up 60 DK points on this team earlier in the year. 12-4, 60 is what you're paying for, though. And, you know, Golden State's defense isn't what it normally is, especially with no Draymond. So if you want to go that way, I won't fault you. I get it. Uh, outside of him, though, I mean, I, I just don't love a lot of the options of Monte Morris sits. I will go back, right back to the well with Bones Highland here. Played 29 minutes in that last one. You hear me mention it on the past two shows, probably. Malone wants to play this guy minutes. He's not going to make the same mistake he made against Boston where they choked, lost that game. He was the big reason that they won with hitting that dagger in Toronto. And now another game where he just saw increased minutes going against Orlando. So 4,200, I'm good with Bones Highland. He's probably the one guy that I have a Decent amount of interest in on this team. For the Warriors, Steph Curry coming in at 10 through with 10-3. Uh, preferred DeJounte over him. That's simple. So I don't see myself landing on him. But I don't mind going back to the ball with Clay Thompson here. Had struggled in that last game, only shot three of 14. That's gonna happen. 
But we've seen this guy routinely pay off this price tag in the four prior games. So good little bounce back spot for him. Don't mind going there. Uh, and then I think we can look at Kaminga as long as he continues to draw the start at power forward at 4,500. Not the greatest of value, not the greatest upside or anything that's, you know, anything like that. But he's playing well. And at 4,500, he can easily pay that salary off. And I feel like he has a nice safe floor of around 20 to 23 DK points. Sorry, taking a sip of water. Final game, Utah Jazz traveling to L.A., taking on the Lakers here. For the Lakers, Carmelo Anthony, Avery Bradley, Sekou, Mason Jones, Kendrick Nunn, all ruled out. Anthony Davis is probable. LeBron James is questionable. For the Jazz, it is only Rudy Gay. He is out. Game's coming in at a 227 game total. Utah being favored by four and a half points here. We'll start off here with Utah. Uh, I'll start it off at the top with Rudy Gobert, 8,500. I like Rudy. That's simple. Sign me up. I think that's a little too cheap for Rudy. I like this matchup for him. Played well against him the first time around. Put up about 47 DK points. Uh, had 16 rebounds, 19 points. The only thing that we have to be concerned with is the minutes. He played 22 against Houston. It was also his first game back after, what, two weeks? It was a blowout game. I think he's going to be ready to go for this one. 30-plus minutes, Rudy, 8,500. I'm good with that. I'll pay that price tag. No problems there. Jordan Clarkson off the bench at 5,200. Don't mind taking a stab at him against his former team. Uh, struggled in the first game, but it's the shot attempts I always love to see with Clarkson. Do we have better options? Absolutely. I'd probably only play him in tournaments if I'm building a ton of lineups and you just want to get some action. He'll be low-owned. Uh, and for those reasons, I think it makes a little bit of sense. And I, if you want to go to Mitchell, I wouldn't fault you at 9K. Uh, I probably won't just because I like Halliburton and I like some of these other guards I've already mentioned a little bit more. But again, I wouldn't fault you one bit if you wanted to go that way. And then for the Lakers... If LeBron James plays 10-5, I'm good with him. Sign me up. Uh, I'll play some LeBron on this slate at 10-5. Again, if I can't get up to Murray, I don't mind going to LeBron. He also has that small forward eligibility, which certainly helps out. But I'm not really interested in Davis, not really interested in Westbrook, uh, and I never play any of the ancillary options outside of maybe Malik Monk here and there, and I don't think I'm going to be playing him on this slate at that price tag. And that is everything. That is the, the rundown. The quickest 11-game slate you've probably ever heard in your life. And it's because I don't play games, bottom line. It's 11 games. Can't love everybody. So I tried to only mention the guys I have written down in my player pool that I actually see myself playing. Now, news comes out. Things break. We find out new things along the way. Uh, and things change. It doesn't always stay the same. But as it stands right now, probably before, you know, a couple hours before lock, we'll start getting some more of this information, more of this news. So I don't see my stuff really changing too much until then. Those are the guys I'm keeping in my player pool. You heard me probably put a little bit more emphasis on the guys I like the most. But let's get to the player tiers just in case you did it. We'll start off at the top. Two expensive plays that I have the most interest in. Now, I could easily go with DeJounte Murray, but I'm going to go down to Sabonis at 8,900, who's been playing a little rough lately. Uh, I expect this to be a great bounce back spot for him. Just looking at this Bulls team, they're weak against power forwards. Uh, sign me up. I'm good with some Sabonis. I'm expecting a pretty good game from him. And then I'll go with the guy he was traded for. Tyrese Halliburton, 8400 is just way too cheap. Doesn't matter that it's a back-to-back. -back. I mean, they're putting up a fight right now against the Bucks. 8400 going against a Washington team? Psh, I'm good. Give me that. I uh, love Tyrese Halliburton. Probably one of my favorite slate, plays on the slate. I expect him to be fairly chalky, too. It's not It's not a, you know, a secret that he's going to be a great play on this slate. So I'm good with that, though. Sign me up. And now we'll slide over to the mid-tier, where we've got a few options, a few ways that we could go with this. Now, the mid-tier is a little bit different. 
Uh, I mentioned a few of these guys earlier, but I don't mind going back to the well. Seth Curry at 57. Just knowing that he's going to see majority of the ball handling, majority of the usage, plenty of shot attempts. I don't mind him one bit. So I'll probably go with a little bit of Seth Curry over there. A few different options I was looking at. And then if I was going to go anywhere with this other one, I mean, I kind of like Vassal uh, at 5K. Definitely a lot of options I could have went with. I was also looking at maybe even a little bit of Brissett at 56, but we also have Jalen Smith coming in at 39, so maybe we'll mention him in the value tier. He's not going to want to play both those bigs alongside of each other. Uh, if you're feeling froggy, Derek White at 58, I think he's an absolutely fantastic play. It's just a matter of the game being able to stay close. Maybe with Boston on the second half of a back-to-back, they can hang into it long enough where he can give you that 35 DK point return. But a little, a little risky over there, for sure. And then for the value plays, uh, I'll be looking at Tyus Jones if we see John Morantz ruled out again. There's just no doubt about it. I think he's going to be fairly chalky. He's only 3,100. He's giving you plenty of return on that tonight. We'll probably see him play 30, 28 to 30 minutes again uh, if we do see that John Morant needs the night off. So something to keep your eye on out there. But just a couple other options just in case we don't have that news or you're feeling a little shy. Uh, I, I'll go right back to the well Danilo Gallinari at 46. I had plenty of Danilo tonight. It's working out well. Now he can easily put up a stinker. Danilo is not the most consistent player that we've ever seen. But nonetheless, the role will remain the same. Quentin Grimes is another name that you can use. I don't mind looking at him. Jalen Smith, as I spoke about at 39. So there's plenty of value options that we could look at. But there are some names for you guys. Build your lineups. Pick your poison. Make sure it correlates. Make sure you feel good about it. And that's the most important thing. All right. Thrive Fantasy picks of the night. Who to look at here? Plenty of options all around. Uh, some easy ones would be the Halliburton, six and a half assists. Take the over. It's only getting you 80 points, though. So do I firmly trust that? Not so much. I mean, I mean, I, I trust it, but it's not going to give you enough points to really take much down on Thrive. So, you know, I'd probably go to a different spot. I do like the DeJounte Murray, uh, 29 and a half points and rebounds. I like the over on that one. Uh, I think I like the under on the Kevin Porter Jr. He'll probably still play decent minutes, but it's nine and a half rebounds points. So nine is what we're looking for, a five and four type game. They're going to get blown out. It's just a matter of do they play him decent minutes in the blowout. And that is everything. 30-minute podcast for 11 games. You can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. As always, thank you for listening. Thumbs up, five stars, subscribe, wherever you listen, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. I greatly appreciate it. I've been getting some love in the inbox lately on Twitter. Try to get to everyone's messages. I try to get to everyone's uh, you know, help questions and everything like that. I've been hopping in the Discord. I was off the past few days due to the Valentine's Day extravaganza. Went to the Mavs game, went to a comedy show, went to dinner. It was three nights in a row that I just dedicated to the girlfriend. You know, Happy wife, happy life. She allows me to do all this content in her office. I can't even call it my office anymore. It's her office. She works from home. So uh, I, I take it over, and she's uh, kind enough to let me do that. But We'll be back tomorrow. It'll be me and Harris. We'll be crushing that Thursday slate for y'all. Appreciate it. Let's take care and let's go crush some GPPs.